It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, happy Tuesday. You found The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You found the love, dating, romance, all of that mm-hmm. show. Hello, mm-hmm. our French romantic Simon Marcel. Bonjour, a beautiful American realist Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Oh, thank you. We are here to hopefully give you some advice. Talk about, you know, these things that go on in our love lives. Mm-hmm. Simon. Angie. I have the story of all stories I to tell you. I love your stories. Man, <laughs> I mean, I know you've been in relationships before of where, where your girl's cheated. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. I've been in relationships where the man's cheated. Yeah. Okay, so I have a story that was relayed to me. Okay. It's a marriage cheating and what you do after that story. So let's say uh-huh. you're in a, a long marriage, you're yeah. in love, you're happy. Okay. Your girl cheats on you. Yeah. And you say to yourself, okay. I'm going to stay with her, but you keep chopping her down with the cheating, the cheating, like every oh, five minutes. We use that again and again, again, again. And again so. and again. I can't even like get in. Like this story is so crazy and twisted. You got to tell us that story. I, I can't wait for you to hear it, but I just really want to know, how do you stay together and not constantly bring it up, use it as a weapon? I would have a hard time just thinking out loud. It hasn't happened to me with my husband. I feel like if he did that, I would say, okay, we're going to work it out. We're going to figure it out. But I also feel like I'd be the girl that'd be like, okay. Every time he's 10 minutes, like, oh, were you with that girl, that one? And what was it good? Like, I would be that chick. Oh, you know it. And that's not healthy. Nope. So let's talk about surviving cheating. Yeah. Can you? Next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel, this is love dating romance on this show. You know it. You know, hey, we're in these relationships. Sometimes a crazy problem comes along. And when I heard this one relayed to me, I said, I cannot wait to talk to this, uh, to talk to Simon about this. I want to hear that story. So let me just relay the story. Um, Happened to somebody, uh, a distant acquaintance, okay? That's why I feel comfortable telling it. Distant acquaintance, man. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, is married, mm-hmm. goes on boys' trip to Mexico. Hey, you know, like guys' trip. Mm. I go on girls' trip, whatever. He right. goes on a guys' trip to Mexico. Uh, married guy decides to hire um, professional talent for the evening. Like an escort? Yes, escort. Okay. Then he decides, the ding-dong, to film it on his phone. Oh, no. He had never had an iPhone before. This is the first time he had one. Didn't realize that whatever he recorded, pictures, video, goes on the cloud. Guess who's at home on their computer and sees the video that pops up on the cloud? The wife. The wife. She watches this video. Can you imagine the horror? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching this video go down. I mean, hi. So she's watching this. She calls him in Mexico and says, you have 30 minutes to get to the airport. I bought you a ticket. You are coming home. I saw everything. Get your butt home now. Imagine the horror he feels for, you know, the five, six hour ride home from Mexico on the plane. Has no idea what he's going to walk into. He's in hell, but well-deserved burning of guilt. Oh, that would be the, that is more torture than anything I can think of that plane ride, okay? That's last five hours before the confrontation. He gets home. Wife says, hey, we're not getting divorced. But. But. You have to buy me a very expensive ring. You have to pay for me and my friends to go on vacation. Oh, by the way, you know, two years in, I'm going to quit my job Mm -hmm. and you're going to uh, give me money to start a new business from home. Um, He cannot go anywhere if he has to travel 
for anything. She wow. sets up the Airbnb or the hotel and thinking that he's not going to get in trouble that way because they don't have escorts everywhere. Right. So he is five years. This is five years ago now. Yeah. And he's still in this place. Simon, Angie. is this more of a jail? Because I'm listening to this story going, I would have just been like, can we get divorced? Because this sounds like jail. It is like jail, but guilt, right? The notion of guilt for a crime versus against your loved one, a moral crime, right? Will make you say yes to things that never, ever would you say yes to. Guilt is an engine really to do things, to buy things, to repair things, to become a slave to somebody. Why? Because you're burning in hell of guilt. But here's the other part that I just forgot to mention. She's never deleted this video. And she has, it's almost like she's blackmailing him, right? Like if he divorces her and says, I can't take it anymore. She's like, cool, I have this video. I'll just take this to court and you're going to have to pay out big time money because I not only am accusing you of infidelity, I have it on video. Right. The thing is, in America, like most states are no fault state, meaning cheating doesn't impact many more what you get. That's called no-fault state, mostly. Taking the legal out of it. So let's take the legal out of it. Basically, he has an interest to stay. But, okay, I and say take the legal out of it. it might not just be the money. I think it's the money at this point. I don't think so. Five years but of you, torture? Angie, let's say five years of jail or half your money gone. I give half my money. I don't do five years I of jail. I would give half my money, too. Same. So, so meaning, But he's not leaving. Because oh, you're right. I get what you're saying. Like, he could easily, like, just give up his money. And not go to jail. Right. Same thing. He's staying for a reason. For a reason. Okay. So, it makes him more happy to stay with her and pay that makes sense. than be without her and not pay. That makes sense. Because I'm like, okay, why, why wouldn't he leave? He loves her. That's it. Here's my question, though. Let's say you know all these things. How do you get beyond? And I know this happens to all of us. We've all been cheated on. Yeah. Some of us are like, boom, as soon as we find out, we're out. Some people try to stick it out for a little while. This guy's five years in, no sign of leaving. Um, how long do you stay and, and why do you stay? And what are the terms when you stay? How do you survive cheating in your relationship, basically? Oh, that's a good question. Without constantly bringing it up, without blackmailing that person, without holding it over their head, and without constantly feeling like you're indebted to kiss somebody's booty for the rest of your life, right? Mm. How do you get that balance back? Key question. Yeah, all right. Let's talk to some listeners. I want to know what happened in your relationship. 855-905-8255. Cheating next on The Rendezvous. Thanks for listening tonight to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. I just told a crazy story about somebody, uh, a far acquaintance. Shocking crazy story. Otherwise, I would never share it. (laughs) Where he cheated. Yeah. It was on video. The wife saw, because, hey, the cloud, everybody. Um, Now she's making him pay five years later, and he's still in it. I thought to myself, man, why would you stay? Because it feels like jail. Simon, you nailed it. He still loves her. He still loves her. Right. And he feels better being with her, even paying all that crazy money and thing than any all the conditions. Yeah, yeah all the conditions. Yeah, exactly. And I want to know how you survived cheating or your thoughts on this. Let's go to Aurora, Illinois, on Chicago's 93.9 Light FM, our hometown. Here's Cynthia. Hi, Cynthia. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Bonjour. I'm really disgusted in this story. I know. The story's crazy. Yeah. At first, obviously, you're like, oh, this poor wife. But then when I heard everything she was doing, I was just like appalled because, yeah, she's blackmailing him. It doesn't sound like love anymore. You know, I was thinking she was going to say like, okay, we need to do therapy. We Mm -hmm. need to take a couple's vacation. We need to do, you know, this, that. 
I thought those were going to be like the things, but no, like give me money, do this, that. That's disgusting. That's like materialistic crap. Like, and I I was saying to Simon off the air, this doesn't sound like she loves him. It sounds like she's, you know, like you said, blackmail. Like if she loved him, if if my husband did this, I love my husband. I would be like, I can't even look at you in the face. I can't sleep with you because I love my husband. I would be thinking about him with another woman the whole time. She has the video. And, like, maybe fine, like, once or twice, do the thing, like, give me money, take me and my girls out, whatever. Oh, yeah, I mean, you gotta get a little something. You're still doing that? (laughs) Five years later. Here's what we should learn from Kobe Bryant. You can't buy love. Yeah. Thank you so much, um, Cynthia, for your call. We really appreciate it. More of The Rendezvous next. Welcome back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We just heard the craziest story about uh, somebody I know, distant, um, cheated. Wife found out five years later, she's still making him pay. I understand how hurtful it is. We've all been cheated on, Simon. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you have as well. Yeah. Simon, how have you dealt in that relationship? When somebody's cheated, have you ever taken them back? Yes. And what were the terms? There was no terms. There was me being a A a forgiving sucker. Okay. Was that when you were younger? Yeah. Okay. Would you today, knowing what you know, the wisdom you have in relationships, take someone back? Probably not. No. Probably not. And you would also would not take them back just to hold it over their head, right? No, I I would be so disgusted that I could not be close contact physically to that person anymore. It would make someone like puke. So it would be too difficult and I would have to move away immediately. Yeah. That would be my reaction, Angie. I don't know how you would feel. It would be like... Uh, Same. You get white... Right, sweaty, and then you want to go to the bathroom quickly. That thing in your throat, where immediately you feel like you're going to throw up your stomach. That's it. When my husband and I were talking about this, he said it sounds to me like she was so excited to hear, like, "Boom! I just like caught my payday. Here's what I'm going to do." Because I don't know somebody that's genuinely in love that would spend five years laying next to somebody with that story, torturing them. So, money at the end of the day. If you're going to forgive, forgive and forget and let it go. Yeah, because there's no price to forget. There was no therapy, like you said. No, nothing. There was no, we're going to work it out. Let's talk about it. Let's like hash it. It, This was all based on money and favors and blackmail. That's it. All right, Simon. But he's still with her. He's still with her because he loves her, but she didn't love him. That's true. All right, more of The Rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. Welcome to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Thanks so much for being with us. We're taking calls and we're also taking emails at simonandangie.com. Yes. If you need love, dating, romance advice, our French romantic here, uh, Simon Marcel and myself. You are here, Angie Taylor. Yes. And we do have a date or dump email that came in, Simon. Mm -hmm. If you are, um, you know, dating someone, red flight comes up. Hey, I don't know if I should be with this person. This seems weird. Go ahead and email it to us, and we'll give you a yes or no date or dump. So here we go, Simon. Mm-hmm. This came to us from Greg listening in Johnston, Iowa on Now 105.1. Okay. Greg says, the woman I'm dating still wears her wedding band. She told me that she got divorced last year and that it's completely over and she's moved on. She only wears it for her kids' sake. But it seems a little weird to me. What do you think? Should I date or dump her? She won't give up the wedding band. Um, still wearing it after a year. What do you think, Simon? That's a tough one. I mean, 
Can I be practical? Yes. How do you go out together in any restaurant, any bar, and somebody walks up to you and see a woman with a ring and says, uh, Hello, Mr. or Mrs. Marcel. Right, exactly. And then you say, No, it's not my wife. Then you then you are sleeping with somebody else's wife. I mean, I feel Craig, like I would be hyper laser focused Craig, on that ring, and that's all I would look at. Like, Craig, why? It's, I just I don't think you should continue because I think that one of the symbolism of our society is the ring. A woman without a ring is available. To, mm-hmm. to date. A woman mm-hmm. with a ring is usually men a married woman. Men don't have to wear engagement rings. It's, right. it's a little different when it comes to a woman. Like, we think about that ring and that wedding and that dress our whole life. I feel she's holding on for other reasons, but I feel I would be uncomfortable. I could not do it. I could not date a woman who tells me that, Angie. And I'm romantic, but that is just, I would be feeling weird that somebody thinks it's my wife and it's somebody else's wife, or even divorce and explain. That makes sense. Okay, so let me ask you this question. Yeah. What if she were wearing it on her right hand, on a different finger? Like, let's. Oh, that's say, fine then, because unless I'm why? wrong. Why? Because I mean, the symbolism in France is, is still there. But in France, it's only uh, maybe here's different. But in France, it's only what the, the left. Left, and, and I any think other everywhere. finger is not married. No, that's same here in America. It's the same. Do you know why it's that finger? I don't actually. Because there's an artery that runs from your ring finger on your left hand all the way to your heart. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. yeah. That's romantic. It is romantic, so, well, then, if she... but, but it's the same ring, and it symbolizes the same marriage, the same union, the same man, and she's wearing it on a different hand. I could live with that, Angie. You could. I'm a traditional. Not me. I could, I, because mm-hmm. then I would feel she's really moved on, and she is That's holding not to... moving on. That's but just moving no, over a lane. Because <laughs> like, like you just switch lanes. You're on the same highway. I, like, you're not really moving I, on. Yeah, but I know that I could, I could live with it, because... Everybody in the world knows that it's the left hand, and everybody knows what finger. I would want that ring to be put away. Me too. Where I would never see it in that, a drawer, in a box, in the ditch, in somewhere, like but, incinerated. I don't care. I just wouldn't want it. I feel like you're not letting go. If you are moving on, you are moving on. Well, Angie, if you would wear your wedding ring on any other finger, I would think you and Jason have divorced, to be honest. If, if I saw the ring move fingers... Wouldn't you look at this ring, my wedding ring? I'm showing right. Simon right it's, now, it's my wedding left ring. It's left hand. It's a ring. Like it's it clearly be. a wedding right. ring, now, right? let's say this the, ring... Wedding rings look different than regular rings. They, it's not like a, a ruby. It's not an emerald. It's not like a sapphire. And a, It's a clear diamond I, ring. No, no, I, I do, and it's a beautiful one. But If, if I wore this on another finger... I would think you you separated from Jason. But is would, that a separation? Because I'm still having Jason on my body. But you still have it. You're not totally over it. But at least we could go to public and at least you're Do not you want to be with one. somebody that's not totally over it? I give time. I'm, I can live with that a little bit. It's been a year. But In this case Angie, with Greg, it's been a year. I, I know. But I still think that this it's not acceptable on the finger itself. It's it's fine for a while on mm-hmm. another finger. I disagree. Because you're not married So anymore. you say date. No, I said dumb because the finger is the wrong finger, right? It is. It's still on her wedding finger. So, no, I said dump. Oh, okay. So, I you say, say dump. I say, exactly. If I it's say on dump the... on any finger. I say if it's on her toes, if it's on a chain around her neck, if I, she's I, got I... it like Janet Jackson in her hoop earring, kind of like the key back in the day. A hoop earring? Like, if she's got it through her nose, like, <laughs> dump, because that's a ring from another man that symbolizes a whole relationship and a whole marriage. I agree, but I can live with it on another finger. That's just no, me. No, you couldn't. Yes, I, I could for a while. Wait, wait till you start dating a girl. That is wearing her wedding ring on her right hand, and I can't wait to hear the drama that comes from that. She ain't over it yet. All right, more of the rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. 
Thanks so much for listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. We just had an email, a date or dump that came in about a guy saying, hey, I'm dating this girl for a year. She's still wearing her wedding ring. Mm -hmm. And it's been a year. Like, what am I supposed to do here? We both advised to dump. Yeah. Because you're holding on to something. It's not like, you know, you've got like an old T-shirt. It's a wedding ring. So wait a minute, Angie. So, okay, we agreed on that. But I got to ask you, okay, so... You've been married for almost seven years yes. and, and together for almost 10. Do you keep things from the past, from ex's gift or anything? I, I don't know that I would keep from jewelry. Ex's, no? no, but you know what? I, I will say this. Okay. Uh, my family was over to the house over Christmas just a couple months ago. Right. And we're going through this big old box of photos. I don't know what's in this box. We moved. And while going through it, there happens to be, wow, this ex-boyfriend and me and blah. And my mom's like, oh, my God, I remember him. And we're just like having a laugh. I could see my husband getting super heated. And he's like, why haven't you thrown those away? I'm not throwing them away. Why? Because they're my life. It's not a wedding ring. It's not something sentimental. It's my past. It is sentimental. Can I tell you something? I know he has a lot of pictures of his exes. He has letters because I snoop. And I know he's got these things, too. Because he hasn't whipped them out in front of family doesn't make it any better. I didn't mean to whip them out in his face. They just were there. My mom is nosy. But it's not like I miss that person. Why do you keep the pictures? Because it's my life. It's my past. Your romantic life. It's not pictures mm-hmm. of family. I don't think of, don't think of them romantically at all. It was. Uh, listen, I get Jason's exes in my face all the time. That shouldn't happen either, but so they, I really don't. But I his... think about it. Oh, you think I just about think it? About it. It's well. in my face. So how is that good? Okay. He should never have told me he had an ex. <laughs> Boom. End of story. That's it. Next topic on the rendezvous coming up. You're listening to the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, we were just talking about people that keep gifts right. from their last relationship, and I was ready to be done with this conversation. However. I, I got an Us Weekly news alert Uh-oh. that I have to uh, tell you about because I feel yeah. like Us Weekly is listening to the show. Um, and they're talking about the fact that Justin Thoreau right. found post-its from Brad Pitt that Ooh. he used to leave around the house for Jennifer Aniston. So my husband always leaves me like a little post-it note, like, have right. a great show today, or I love you, like little cutie notes. And I guess she saved them all. And he stumbled upon old post-it notes Brad had written, sweet ones like, you look nice today, miss you already. Um, and the source is explaining that those little notes, they had an impact on Justin. Um, Jen was like, it's no big deal, but he wasn't thrilled. And he had moments of insecurity because of it. I mean, you keep all the notes, right? I didn't mean to. They just kind of fell into a box that's gone. Uh, listen, I'm a gypsy. I've been all over the country for work and everything. And things just go into this box. <laughs> this box. And I, the box travels with me. I have a box of past life moments. We all do. Though, though, I mean, it's the difference between a, a sweet little note like that, like Justin did for Jennifer, and something more intimate. So I think he's overreacting. Honestly, if it's just a sweet note from years ago, big deal. Right. Really? Don't you think? Right. Wasn't it uh, Rachel or like um, on, on Friends, she saved like eggshells from the first time he made her brunch, <laughs> like little things like that. I see? could see Jennifer Aniston being that chick. Like she's got the post-its and the eggshells and 
uh, Brad Pitt's old half-smoking joints or whatever. I don't know about that, but I think that's cool. He's overreacting big time. It's the past. Really? Just a sweet note? Come on, Justin, grow up. Yeah, I was going to move on, but I had to mention that because I thought it was kind of funny. We were just talking about it. Thanks, Us Weekly, for listening to the show. More of The Rendezvous. (laughs) We're going to take some calls next, 855-905-8255. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, 855-905-8255, for all your love, dating, relationship, romance Mm. questions. Mm -hmm. Our French romantic, Simon Marcel. Hello, gorgeous. Bonjour, Angie Taylor, and thank God you're here to keep me real in case I go way up in my cloud of romance. Angie Taylor brings me back to reality. Thank God I'm here. Thank God. Just for everything. Um, I'm kidding. Let's go to the phone. Some people need our help, Simon, and we want to talk to you. Sure. Uh, Listening at Granby, Massachusetts on Mixed Ninety-three-one. Here is Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Bonjour. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Fabulous. What can we help you with? Okay, so here's my thing. I started kind of going out with my neighbor, and he kept taking me out, you know, taking me to all these fancy restaurants. Things were going well. And then one day, you know, we did the Mm ooh-la-la, and now he stopped taking me out on dates. So I have a problem. And he's your neighbor? Yeah. Yeah, he's my neighbor. Wait a minute. How, how long ago did he stop contacting you? Well, so it's been a few months now. Have you seen him outside? Like you go to get the mail, you walk the dog, I don't know, like something. You never run into him. He's your neighbor. I, you know what? It's occasional. Like the other day I was driving down the block when he was coming to walk. the. You know, he was walking the dog. And, you know, he came up to me like, hey. I'm like, hi. And you want to know what happened. Fine. And I had to keep going. I was driving, you know, so... Boy, I mean, it's one thing to ghost somebody. It's a next level of nerve to ghost someone that lives right next door to you. Because how are you going to pretend that person doesn't exist? Simon, what do you think happened here? Uh, Sarah, you only had one time ooh right? Only one time. Uh, no, we did no. ooh a few times. Oh, a few times? A few- <laughs> yeah. See, because if it was one time, I would think, oh, maybe it wasn't like what he so, wanted uh, or uh, whatever. But well, a few we did times. A few times. <laughs> And, but and then okay, after that he, he stopped, you know, it's, taking me out, and then it just kind of faded. So he's not even he's not even calling you for booty calls or anything. Just he disappeared totally. Yeah. So you had really no closure with him. None. No. See, that's the thing. Like everybody wants closure when they get ghosted, and a lot of times we're not allowed that, which sucks. It doesn't feel good to not get closure, but some people feel like, oh, hey, I don't owe you closure. We didn't have a relationship. We smashed, and that was it, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, Sarah. I mean, at this stage, there's nothing else you can do but keep the distance and pretend you're not hurt by it. And if you ever see him, just... Yeah, just be casual. Yeah, hi, hi. Like, nothing, if he wants to pretend nothing happened, you can do the same. You can do the same, exactly. Um, it's unfortunate, but it happens. Is yeah. that the first? I think I should call him up and say, hey, what's the deal? Like, you know? Nope. I don't think so, because here's the thing. Like, maybe if he wasn't your next door neighbor, I would say, call him and be like, what's up? He has every opportunity to explain it. I mean, all he has to do is knock on your door. And honestly, what's more convenient for a booty call than your next door neighbor? If he's not taking advantage of that, there's a reason for it, I feel like. Maybe he had a girlfriend or has a girlfriend or is seeing someone else. Whatever the case. Who cares? Like, we don't care what his reason is. The fact is he's not contacting you. He's, you know, ghosting. And that means you have... Full reign to move on with your life and find somebody that doesn't ghost you. Yeah, I agree, Sarah. I mean, it's a risk we all take every time we start something like this. 
it can happen at any time. Somebody decides yeah. she or he is not into it or into you or you're not into him it, well, and see, he moves and, on. And that's the worst part of being ghosted is we get in our own heads like, what did I do wrong and why did this happen? It's like the why and the wanting an explanation is what drives us crazy. Absolutely. And you, yeah, you can't do that to yourself. Like, I know it's easier said than done because I've been the same way. And of course, I would be the same way tomorrow if it happened to me. But right. from the outside looking in... Simon and I both agree, like, whatever, it yeah. is what it was, and then move on, and yeah. next. And do not call him. I really don't. Don't call him. Don't ask him anything. Just yeah. hi, bye, that's it. Yeah. Protect your dignity. But it happens. It's a risk we take. Yeah. Sadly. It is. A bit yeah. major risk. Oh, well. Yeah. We never know in advance. Oh, well. I know. Ah. It sucks to say, oh, well. It's a double hit ah. on your dignity. It's it's a hit on your dignity to get ghosted, and it's another one to have to, like, pretend it doesn't matter at all, but... These are the risks we take in love sometimes. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. It's life. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> She'll be fine. Call up your girls and go out and, and look at what else is in the room. Yeah. Thank you. I, <laughs> I will definitely do that. Thank All right, you. sweetie. Thanks for calling the rendezvous. Yeah, have a good night. Thank you, too. Bye-bye. All right. Simon, don't you feel like the majority of the people that ghost are men? It's a great question. Let me let me think about it a second. I want you to think it about really it. Just men? But let's talk more about yeah. ghosting sure. next on the rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, and ghosting, mm-hmm. which is not a fun part of dating, but it happens to all of us. Either we've ghosted or been ghosted. I think I've done both. I'm yeah. sure you've done both, Simon. Oh, for sure. Simon, it seems to me, and I'm not trying to be like biased, but it seems to me that it seems more men do the ghosting than women in these situations. Is there a reason? Like you guys are just not at that point in your life where you want to settle and you're moving along. What's next? So- I think that, especially most younger men, you have to remember that the approach to the ooh-la-la is so more, more casual emotionally. So they'll meet you, they'll like you for a minute, they'll have a drink with you, then there's ooh-la-la, and then they move on. Because emotionally, we don't get attached immediately or as fast as women do. We have a different mechanism. That's why at the end, when you're young and, and maybe you don't have the, the manners, well then, you know, you just move on and you don't... Because attention. once you get the ooh-la-la... You don't. A couple of times and you see, you know, you go out again and you meet another lovely lady and you do it again and you don't there's answer no, There's why. no emotion there. Zero. And so it's just the ooh-la-la. It is. See, and this is that makes a case for waiting then until there's an emotional attachment to have ooh-la-la, doesn't it? Because if you really like someone, don't you want to have a connection then so you don't ghost us? Uh, yeah, I, I would be in favor, but I know the stats are against me to wait a couple dates. But yeah. I know there's stats that says people get as, as often married if you have uh, ooh-la-la on the first night than not. So I don't think it plays such a role after all. Okay. Uh, I would advise to wait a couple of times to know who he is. You have to remember, you're taking a risk, Angie. Every time. Every time that the man you or the woman... You take a risk when, have... you, when you walk out the door into life every day and, and love is the same. And, and making love to someone doesn't give him or give you an obligation towards after that. It's just, yeah. that's, that's the way it is. C'est la vie. I agree. And I agree. We I, have to remember that. I want to hear about how you got ghosted. Uh, I will. I have a good story for oh. you. Oh, the French romantique. Ooh la la, got ghosted. I can't believe somebody, how dare. I'm still recovering from it. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. <laughs> All right, next on The Rendezvous. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about ghosting right now. And our French romantic, Simon Marcel, always has the greatest advice. Very loving, oh, very romantic, you. very sweet from the heart. It's shocking to me that any woman would dare <laughs> ghost Right, you. Right, Angie. Thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, it's happened many, many times. Many times. But the more vicious one was was a French woman. Tell me her name. Milen. Milen. So what is know... her social security number? I will find her. <laughs> she, 
I'm kidding. <laughs> so here's what happened. I was in my mid-30s, and I met her in France at the beginning of the summer, and we had this wonderful summer fling of love, right? Mm. But I got really attached. At the end of the summer... She went back to Australia, no, no, and then, whoa, no. nope, she it was actually at your high school. No. No, it was in Greece. Okay. No. <laughs> she disappeared on me in the south of France. It's true story. Where'd she and I go? Look for, and you're not going to believe, you know, she, she, she met what? a dentist. A dentist? I know. And for a week, I had no news whatsoever. And then my cousin told me that she was dating a dentist. What? And I still said, stop laughing, Angie. What? And so, then what? Well, then, Did so you try to I, tr- I, I tried to call her a million times. You know how many messages? Uh, I, all yeah. the mistakes I advised not to do, I did. <laughs> I called and called Milan. What the heck? Where are you? Who et tu? I'm sorry to laugh. Yeah, stop but... laughing. And no news whatsoever. Total ghosting for that stupid dentist. Did you call 1-800-DENTIST? I'm sorry. Oh like, listen. I'm not I... telling any more stories, Angie. <laughs> I don't... No, I'm not telling any more stories. Real story. Because my heart was broken at the time. Oh, no. It was, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. The dentist I don't thing. know why that was story was so Just funny. A, I don't know if it's funny, but you. it's a true I'm story. I'm sorry. Are you over right now? Or are you still oh, yeah, I am over now. Come on. We're okay. friends now. Now yeah, I just man. brought She's up... A, did I rip the Band-Aid back off? Yeah, yeah I still, the wound. it's the summer 2004. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> this Milan girl. I'm sorry. She sounds like the devil. <laughs> She's not, but... All oh right, my God. I'm not telling you anything. Now more I stories. get the giggles. I get the giggles. I'm sorry. It's the rendezvous oh. with Simon and Angie. You're listening to the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Normally, Simon on Tuesdays. Yes. For our love dating show, we play the not so newlywed game with me. You and your husband Jason. That's Where right. is it tonight? Uh, I don't know. No. Come on, where is he? He's at? not available. He's not available tonight. Oh, he's not available tonight. Actually, he's you know what? He's on the road uh, for business and right. unavailable. So I thought it would be fun since Simon, you, and our executive producer Jill yeah. have worked together for how long? Five years. You're like a you know work wife husband here. Let's play the not so newlywed game with you two. Let's. Can we do that? <laughs> oh yeah yeah. You're scared. Right. You look scared to death. Uh, well, Jill knows most of my secrets. I hope she doesn't reveal all of them. Oh, well, then let's start with Jill. Oh. Um, oh, oh. Jill, <laughs> when did you have your first fight with Simon, and what was it about? Oh, I don't even think we've ever really fought. You've never we fought? We used to have, like, tense moments um, just concerning somebody else who was on our show back then when we started. But there was She sounds horrible. Ever. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. All right, Simon, do you agree? Do you concur? Well, yeah, but I've never had really a fight with Zulon. Are you guys being really honest with each other then? No, totally. I mean, I don't yeah. remember. You guys we, keep it real? We're just very chill uh, just personalities. Very chill so we're very calm. You we think Jill is chill? Chill Jill? Oh, totally. Easy breezy. Easy, I call really? her easy breezy. Mm-hmm. Oh, bossy Elsie. Jill is a ball of anxiety, like myself. <laughs> I don't see Jill I as being don't chill. don't think at your level. Uh, well, nobody's at my level. It's, let's a, be different, it's a different level. I'm psychotic. I'm in training. I'm in You're training. in training. Yeah. yeah. Fine. <laughs> She's my apprentice. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let me ask you this question. Simon. Yes. What is the best gift you've ever gotten from Jill? Oh, yeah. So when uh, I moved to Chicago... And I met you for the first time. So um, when was, you met me, that was your best remember? gift. <laughs> I know, yeah. isn't that so nice of her? So we. She did arrange this marriage between she, you and I. She's the one who arranged it. So that is your best gift. Okay, moving along. <laughs> so wait. Jill, what? Oh, there's something else. And then there's okay. another gift. Oh, the second best is yes. what? So she brought to my new condo a little piece of cactus, which was the side of what? What do you call this? Ten, like five inches. Four inches. Yeah. 
And this green cactus mm-hmm. has been growing like us in the show so much. Jill has and that effect on plants. This, I think, is really symbolically not only the symbol of the show growing, the friendship Aww. growing, the team growing. And I sent pictures. She, she was at my house. Is it a cactus or a bamboo? bamboo. Oh, I was going to say bamboo. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, bamboo grows. Bamboo. And if, it grows. If, Angie, it's growing to probably this size. I don't know. Oh, I love it. So now it's like two 50. feet. Yeah, it's insane. And growing and growing like we are. And I feel that's one of the greatest gifts I received. Oh, that's beautiful. By anyone, actually. The lately. symbolism. Really I love wonderful. That. So, Let me ask you, Jill. I know what your answer is going to be. It should be. And if it's not, you're probably going to be in trouble. So what is the best gift you've ever gotten from Simon? I got a beautiful Gucci belt. Yes, the belt. That she doesn't wear often, sadly. I see, like, this is infighting on the <laughs> so, show. I let, knew that was going to be the me, answer because she's scared to death not to wear that belt now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Gia, why don't you share the story of what happened in the size and how... Angie oh. gave me a size for you that was not the right size because that was a funny story. Okay, Italian sizes <laughs> let's just, are let's, not let's, the same as American. True. And I forgot that, you know, Gucci let's, will have... Okay, go ahead, Jill. go ahead, Joe. So I take the belt out. It's beautiful. I try it on and it like fits maybe around like half my waist. So I'm like, okay, what do I do <laughs> with this? Should I wear it around my neck? I'm not really sure. must have gained weight that week or yeah, something. Yeah, probably. But <laughs> apparently I was too big for it. So I had, to, I had to go to the Gucci store and be like, can I get a bigger belt? Which was kind of more. First of all, Jill is is thin, and I assumed, like, (laughs) I literally went by my size minus, like, 10 sizes, and I'm like, that will be Jill. That'll be Jill. But you wear the belt often. I do. I just wore Uh, it yesterday. Women don't wear belts every day on their jeans, The reason why I gave her the belt, because many, many times the pants are falling, and Jill complains, or I see something, and I say, well, give her a cheeseburger, and then (laughs) she'll fit in the pants. I should have thought of that. Yeah, cheaper. I'd like a Gucci belt, thank you. (laughs) Oh, my bad. Next year, I'm going Burger King or or, uh, for Whopper. Oh, great. Get the Gucci Burger King. Gucci Burger King belt. (laughs) There you go. Well, thanks. Isn't it fun to be on the hot seat? Yeah. Uh, I prefer to put you I know you do. All right. More (laughs) of The Rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. Thank you so much for listening to this show tonight, this silly show that we had. It was so fun. It was a lot of fun tonight. Yes, The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. If you missed any of our topics on love, dating, romance, and ridiculousness that we discussed, simonandangie.com. You can hear our podcast, playback, anything that you might have missed. Topics tonight included making a cheater pay. Also, keeping gifts from your ex. That was Greg's dater dump. Yeah. Some people can't stand to see reminders of their exes. Some people are like, hey, this is just my life. It doesn't mean anything. And then uh, Sarah's neighbor, who ghosted on her after a couple of rolls in the hay, he went away. And oh, that's those rhymes. You like that? I'm Dr. Seuss. Um, but you had a really good, Simon says, through the show tonight, when it just comes to relationships in general. That's true. Thanks, Angie. I said, if you take a chance at love and it doesn't work, c'est la vie meaning it's life and you say next and you move on. There's no way, and that has to, we have all learned this over the years, no way you can guarantee success. What no is, way yeah. you start dating somebody. Everything's a risk. And if it doesn't work, you're taking the risk. But that's the reward too. You know, if it works, it's wonderful. What does say la vie mean translated? It's life. It's C'est life. la vie. Such it is, is life. life. It is life. Such is life. Such yes. is life. And yes, move on. On to the next one. Voila. Thank you so much, Simon, for You're your welcome. wisdom and your loving heart, as always. If you ever want to contact us on the show, if you need advice, 
We would love to mm-hmm. hear your problem. We'd love to help you out. Even if we're not here, you can leave us a message at any time, simonandangie.com. That's our website with email. You can send us an email. Also, all of our social platforms, Simon and Angie. Search that Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and iHeartRadio app. Search Simon and Angie. Leave us a message anytime. Yes. And, and if we're not live, we'll take that call mm-hmm. or the voicemail or whatever, and we'll get back to you, and we'll read your question on the air. Thanks so much for being with us tonight. More tomorrow on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.